You can have all the Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio podcast with our new app. Just search your app store, uh, Apple, Android, Kindle. We don't care what you use. Search the app store for Explorations Early Learning. Download the app. Give it a try. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, welcome back to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Good evening. Whenever people are listening, hello. Yeah, good podcast time, people. And in the studio again, we've got Lisa Murphy with us. Hello. And we're talking about we're talking about Santa's lap. Um, that's, at least that's where we're going to start, I think. Um, and so it's that kind. It's that time of season, and I mean, it happens other times of the year. You know, it happens sometimes with the Easter Bunny. But it's uh, you got to go to where? Where do you go? The mall? Is that where Santa lives now? Um, and and it's all about getting on Santa's lap and taking the pictures. And I got to tell you, for some kids, it uh, freaks them the heck out. I, I start thinking about the, a Christmas story or whatever the movie is. Um, and so what's the deal with Santa's lap, Heather? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> it's red and fuzzy. But usually the experience is a long, long wait in a line uh. in a crowded, overstimulating location at a time when, uh, uh, kids are having big emotions anyway because holidays are coming up, exciting things are happening. The adults are somewhat stressed, so there's less patience going on, and they've been told not to talk to strangers all their lives. And then here they are suddenly at the front of the line when they've been quite bored for quite a long time, but now it's their turn and they have to perform, and they get stuck on a lap of this person they've never met, and then flash, like, flashes go off with photos, and it, it can be quite um, all-around emotionally overwhelming. Um, kids may start to cry. Kids may not want to sit on his lap. Um, or some kids um, are so in awe of this big guy that they see pictures of all over the place that they're just so stupefied. They, they freeze up and <laughs> don't want to touch him either. So there's a lot that can go on. But the parents are pushing for quick, let's get this picture done, make sure it's a beautiful smile so we can send it to grandma in the, uh-huh. in the family letter. So there's a lot of pressures and emotions going on yeah everybody's feeling pressured and obligated i mean you, they parents feel like it's something they have to do because the other parents are doing it and it ends up being a big thing um so so i'm four and i'm not really into sitting on santa's lap and i'm sending out signals and mom and dad don't seem to be picking up on them how do how do we handle those situations Well, I think one thing is setting expectations ahead of time can be helpful. So as the adult, just think of all the litany of things I just described, all the different things that are going on. Um, And then talk to the kid ahead of time and say, um, you know, we have a chance to visit Santa, and he's going to, we can, um, there can be a lot of kids wanting to go, so we have to wait our turn. Um, But when we get to Santa... Um, a lot of kids sit on his lap, but you can decide to stand next to him or you can just look at him. You know, give the options, and then that's helping the adult reset their brain mm-hmm. of, 
you know what, this is okay. <laughs> this is not the end of the world. Yeah, and I, I think when, and even once you're in that line, giving yourself permission to turn around and go away is also a very powerful thing. Because, because you've been in the line for 15 minutes doesn't mean you have to stay there for another 20 you can, you yeah, can, that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, you know, you've already invested something in it, and so you feel like you've got to do it. Um, it, it it's just, uh, I, I don't know. We, we get ourselves in battles that... Who's it for? <laughs> don't seem worth battling. Yeah, who's it who's for? Who's it for? Yeah. But, you know, each kid in the family also has a different um, personality and, 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 and place where they are each holiday. So the kid who might have been scared last year might love it this year. Exactly. So also don't, you know, be open to the changing child and the changing situations and that one sibling may have one reaction and one may have another. So it's all okay. Um, and it's okay to try it more than once. Um, I think sometimes um, a complete dismissal of, of the Santa lap could also not be as great either you know if the parents say oh this is just for me i won't do it at all well maybe the kid really wants to visit santa so just keeping open to all possibilities and every year being open to a, a changing world is is a good mindset to approach the holiday with yeah and i, th- I think if, if if the if the end goal is just that picture for for grandma and grandpa you can pay the 16 year old down the street to photoshop <laughs> your kid's face onto santa's lap nowadays i mean i mean and then and and then grandma gets the picture and you have that pressure off of you and and the kid who didn't want to go sit on Santa's lap doesn't have to. But um, but you know what? I yeah. and, and this is gonna be one of those times when it sounds like Lisa Murphy is, is a big fat hypocrite. Awesome. <clears throat> I love those times. I love looking back in those pictures of my brother looking like a completely freaked out, paranoid, like, <laughs> you know, and so I'm on one side like, hey, and my other brother's like, hey, and then Mikey's in the middle just like completely having a meltdown. And, you know, but it, we're, of course, looking back as, as, as adults, right? You, uh-huh. you know, I don't remember what the rest of that afternoon was. I don't know if my brother to this day feels traumatized by that. But, and as an adult, you look at those pictures that people will pull up about that one kid freaking out, and I'm sorry. I mean, I, there's some morbid humor in that picture. Yeah, and you know, your story also gets us to the point of, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I doubt anybody's been seriously traumatized by <laughs> They may have been traumatized at the moment. At the moment. But it's, it's a short-lived thing, and, you know, if, if your child does have a meltdown, you're not a bad parent. It's not a. It's not. It's not going to hurt them. Um, don't worry about all the judging faces. Just enjoy the holiday and laugh it off. And, and tell Hopefully them. Please, you them. get that picture. Enjoy it decades later. Thirty years from now, you're going to. Thirty, Timmy. Timmy, thirty years from now, you're going to really laugh about this. There's a whole Google search about screaming Santa pictures. I mean, there's like everybody's. <laughs> Well, so you could Photoshop. I, I think, you should Photoshop that one too if you wanted it. Um, yeah, as far as as the the kids and and the parents' desire to take them to see Santa, it's a good desire because it's trying to um, promote magic and joy and and wonder. And those things, if those elements are even in the little bit present, then then that's a good thing. So. It doesn't mean that you're going to get the most beautiful picture if you're trying not to focus on that part of it. But the encounter with somebody that the child thinks is beyond marvelous can be um, just gives you some of the the true joy of of what 
of why people dress up in Santa suits in the first place. So there can be a lot of good there. So is there anything else? I mean, this holiday season, there there seem to be so many other of these uncomfortable social situations that kids get thrust into. Should we should we spend the next 10 minutes talking about the uh, the fat man's velvet pants or should we <laughs> should we delve into some of those other situations too? Or maybe we should talk about how it is to be the Santa that Every time oh yeah! Imagine that. The, the screaming children. I mean. Yeah, every time the kid gets you, and, and half of them are peeing on you at least a little bit. That's got to be hard to be a mall Santa. Hmm. Should um, <laughs> yes, as you say, there are, there. Are, I think Lisa could go on forever on this topic. But there's a lot of things that happen, especially big emotions at the holidays, and for kids, the excitement is a fever pitch. Mm-hmm. And when excitement is high, um, you know. Self-control, impulse control um, uh, kind of disappear a little bit and the, and the big emotions come out. So they can be hopping around joyfully one moment and then collapsing the next. And, and it can be um, hard for the parent to cope with the swings of emotions and also to empathize with it, that it's hard to wait for a whole month um, for a big, exciting thing to happen. Uh, and one way we can help with that is just the way we help with emotions all the time, um, giving them positive outlets and redire- setting limits when, when the behavior gets out of line, but accepting the emotions. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard to wait for Christmas could be one, you just the frustration, and you're, you're really upset about that. It takes so long to wait, but I can't let you, you know, throw balls at the Christmas tree. Setting limits and accepting the feelings is what we should be doing every day with kids, and it can just get more intensified at Around the holidays. holidays. And so Christmas finally shows up, and uh, and Aunt uh, Aunt Sally shows up, and and you don't really care for Aunt Sally that much. And, you might not even know her. Well, yeah, and 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 do do you have to hug Grandma or Aunt Sally, Heather? I know what the answer is, but I'm asking the question. Yeah, because anyway. there's a whole chapter in my book saying it's okay not to kiss <laughs> Grandma, but maybe we need to spell it out. It's okay I not think, to kiss see, Aunt I, I, Sally too. Yeah, grow, growing up, I family stuff. I had these this two aunts, but one in particular that. I don't know. She must have been a pretty needy chick, and and she's still alive. And I still don't. Uh, um, I, but I was I forced to hug this woman and begin smothered by her. I I, I don't think I'm still traumatized, but it, it, it sure isn't something I I I wish I would have had an option. Mm. And I didn't, I don't think, if I did, I didn't know about it. And so how how do we deal with those situations? Yeah, well, the parents um, feel a lot of pressure to have their kids behave beautifully, Uh especially with greetings and and goodbyes and all sorts of things like that when the relatives come. And so um, sometimes the the parents' uh, effort to seem like they're good parents in front of their judging family is going to supersede their need to respect the child. I think it's important to try to respect everybody in the situation and and not feel as an adult that you're performing or that your kid's performing. You know, we're all family. We're going to see each other. And and to realize respect of of people includes respect their bodies and that that they do not have to... um, be touched when they don't want to be touched. Yeah, um, you know what's what, what's jumping through my head is is 
there are times when people think that this is you you just do this this is just what we do this is what you do whether you like it or not you know you you say hello you say goodbye you sit on the lap you take the picture just get through it right and and we we don't like we drank the Kool-Aid of what you just said I loved it which you know there's some things that we just do because and that supersedes the child's needs and we we never stop to think about that that the rituals that we have subscribed to or the routines that we think we're supposed to do might be just so disrespectful to adults and children alike i think right and i think it's okay to realize that that everybody can cope with you know so and so doesn't want to have kisses right now i mean one of my kids is not into kisses at the moment he only wants hugs so you know, sometimes it's hard to remember that, but um, you can always say, oops, sorry, I forgot, you know. And, yeah. Um, but most try most of the time to do what the types of touches that they are wanting, and that goes for, you can say politely to Aunt Who's It and say, um, you know, J- Joey's not wanting kisses right now, but um, he's really good at high fives or shaking yeah. hands or, or, um, or maybe you can read a book together, and once they warm up because reading books you're close you're uh-huh. physically close so you can see the pictures and usually that creates a bond that can lead to the next step but seeing someone especially they haven't seen for a long time or the stranger walks in and suddenly you're supposed to be smothered in a big hug it can be um overwhelming and 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 disrespectful yeah and if you're aunt sally or 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 grandpa and the kid doesn't want to give you a hug uh don't Take it personally. Take That's it personally. hard. Don't Think take of it. all those grandmothers that have been waiting for months to yeah. see this charming little child. And it's very hard, just like we, we talked about in one of the other episodes, the ability not to talk is hard. Uh-huh. The ability to hold back and and meet the child on their own terms, is it's hard. So let's give some empathy to all those grandparents who just want to drop everything and rush at that kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, with all that pent-up emotion. But... Um, there is there is great virtue in holding back a little bit if the kid is giving body signals or, or verbal signals they're not ready for it. Yeah, because if they're not ready for a hug when you walk in the door three hours later after you've read a couple stories and ate some pumpkin they might pie together. They be your best buddy by yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you met them on their terms, right? Which is how we, right. how yeah. we should it's, be doing it's everything. It's the greetings, I think, that are the hardest. Yeah. And, and sometimes also, let's say that you've become best buddies with these kids and it's time to go after the visit's over um it can you know we also want the kids to say goodbye nicely but it can be traumatizing this new favorite person that they adore is now leaving um it it can be a period of deep grief for the child yeah so in the Um, the matter of three hours you can go for the kid walking in and not wanting to give you a hug to them becoming your best friend to them having a meltdown when they have to leave you and and if you're not used to being around the kid kids on a regular basis anymore that can be a that can be a traumatic experience for that adult yeah Right. So I think just the adult realizing that, that these are all possibilities, they're all fine. And, and if you think that the person who's coming to visit might need a little heads up to say, um, you know, um, Joey's not great at, um, at greetings right now, but um, so don't, don't be surprised if he doesn't rush into your arms. I know you're excited to see him. Yeah. I think attaching language to it, like to the air, sometimes helps as well, right? Talking the adult through it, mm-hmm. if that makes You mean sort of broadcasting as, as everything's unfolding? Yes, yes. That kind of play-by-play. 
Yeah, so yeah. everybody's in position, the door has opened, somebody's walking in, the child is freezing, and you say, hmm, <laughs> it looks like you're not wanting a hug right now, and saying it out loud so everybody can hear, mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, could you take her coat and hang it up or something? You know, give, let them be part of things without um, crossing a line they're not comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got one more holiday uh, holiday thing I've been seeing. I, I saw it happen uh, Thanksgiving is is holidays and food um, because parents get into a lot of battles with kids over over food, and that seems it's one of those things that also gets amplified this time of year when you're going to the family dinners and somebody didn't make the green ba- green beans the way mom is used to making them or or those kind of things. Any any holiday food tips for our listeners? Eat, drink, and be merry. Um, <laughs> pass pass yeah, the eggnog. You know, there's a lot of, uh, no matter what tradition you're in at holidays, there's often very um, special foods that come out that once a year time or that's traditional. And they're not normally the foods we'd eat other times of year. So um, just recognize that. It may be something you've had all your life and it's really a normal taste, but but this is a new taste, and there's going to be lots of things you may not have seen before, um, but you might like some of them. So, you know, set some expectations ahead of time, but then don't then don't force it. Yeah, kind of during the kind of be thoughtful about which which battles you want to which battles you want to pick. Right. Well, any other any other Santa and holiday or Hanukkah related uh, uh, topics we should talk about on this episode? Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll wrap it up then, huh? Um, so relax with the Santa. Um, relax with the food. Relax with everything and, and just realize. Just you're, relax. Just, just relax. relax. <laughs> um, maybe everybody needs a little tequila before they head over to the families. For, no, um, don't, don't do that. Um, just, just chill out a little bit and, and, and you're going to get through it. And the, I mean, the holiday-ishness of everything kind of amplifies some of the stuff we're dealing with on our, on our, on our daily lives and, and we can get through it. And, and just yeah, kinda... I think that's really, you're looking for a wrap-up message. Yeah. Is that the holidays, um, it, it's no different than, than the respectful parenting we do every day of the year. It's just some of the, the um, pressures and emotions and delights are all intensified. Just, yeah, just, so it's just, it's just a little bit more of everything. And so all we need to and do some is... some of that can be just wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And, and so when it gets a little bit overwhelming, just remember three weeks from now, it's all going to be over. No, it's not. It's going to be the same as ever, just a little less intense. <laughs> Don't! <laughs> it's never over, Jeff. It's always going to be. It's always going to be hard. It's always going to be a battle. We always have to work at this. No, other? no, it's not a battle. It's uh, just daily life. I uh, think we can't phrase it as battle. Okay. Uh, okay. You're so you're so even headed and even keeled, Heather. That's why I like talking to you. This is <laughs> this has been another episode of Renegade Rules. We'll be back soon with another episode. Enjoy your holidays. And if you had your picture taken on Santa's lap, please share it with us on the social media because we'd like to see it. Especially if it's a picture when you were a kid and you were terrified. Please, please, please share those with us on the on the Facebook. Um, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. 
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, you want to support all the Upstairs Studio podcasts? It's as simple as this. Use our Amazon link when you shop Amazon. We get a small percentage of what you spend. You don't pay any extra. You get your stuff from Amazon. Everybody wins. Where do you find the link? Well, it's on the Explorations Early Learning app. You can find it on the Explorations Early Learning website. If you don't find it in those places, just get a hold of Jeff on Facebook or via email, and he'll hand-deliver it to your inbox. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye.